in the know for Monday, November 29, the 333rd day of 2021. There are 32 days left in the year. Good morning, MV. Guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Look back on a long Thanksgiving and weekend and get ready for the Christmas holiday. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the snow. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's big. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. Was your Thanksgiving holiday, was it fatiguing? I mean, <laughs> a little bit. In ways. Yeah. In ways it was. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, so if you, you told me that you overate uh, all, uh, all day on Saturday. Is that, you said you ate all day on Saturday? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, all day long. All right. So if you want to lose weight after the Thanksgiving meal from, la- or meals from last week, Eat breakfast every day this week. Study after study shows eating a morning meal is one of the easiest, most reliable, and enjoyable ways to lose weight. Researchers also discovered that adding just one egg to your morning meal leads to 65% more weight loss. Did yeah, you, it's not going to happen. Did you eat the breakfast that I brought for you yet? No, you and I not? normally don't until mm-hmm. lunchtime. All right, I understand. Well, that that makes that doesn't make it breakfast. That makes it lunch. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley, and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I was thinking so. The turkey and the dressing and things are sort of in the rear view. Mm-hmm. And you get ready. It's like, okay, well, I need to do better this week. But then you already start thinking about, you know, Christmas classics like cookies and fudge and all the great Christmas things Buckeyes. that are going to be. Those are, those are, are really those good. Are yeah, those are peanut yeah. butter balls around here. We don't call them Buckeyes. We don't yeah, give well, Ohio I'm, that I'm much a, credit. I'm a Yankee. I understand. What are your favorite... Um, what are your favorite cookies for the holidays? Do you have a, a favorite cookie that you like more than another? Um, I have a – my favorite cookie – I mean, sometimes you can't beat, like, a chocolate chip. That's America's number one favorite cookie is chocolate chip cookies, even at the holidays. Uh, peanut butter is number two. Sugar is number three. Gingerbread is number four. And the infamous snickerdoodle at number five. Uh, mine vary depending upon who's making them, but generally chocolate chip is my is my go-to. But I'm not afraid to I won't I won't look down my nose at a good snickerdoodle, but only at Christmas. And my my mama might also have to make them. I don't know that I'm <laughs> I don't know that I'm all in on the snickerdoodles, but I know my mom makes good ones, so my grandma would always make really good cookies. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I wouldn't like other people's snickerdoodles. I just know that I like my mom's. But fair enough. Fair enough. Cool, quiet to start the work week. We're going to see a very small chance for some rain on Wednesday. Uh, and even if it does rain, it'll be quick hitting and then gone again. Warm weather with highs in the 60s expected by the end of the week. So we'll see a system rolling in Wednesday with uh, that'll keep skies cloudy. A small chance of rain into the forecast. But much warmer weather on the flip side. We'll see increasing clouds 48 today, partly cloudy 37 tonight. Increasing clouds breezy tomorrow with a high of 57. And then uh, the highs look nice, uh, especially Thursday, Friday. Saturday doesn't look too bad. And then looks like we may get some rain early next week. It's fri- 67 Friday. Like, wow. 67 wow. looking good. That'll be uh, and uh, just only a 10% chance of rain. So it's be needing to play high school basketball outside. Unlikely. Yeah. At least open the gym doors and let some of that can fresh you air courts, in while, right? you, while you can. Uh, uh, Omicron is uh, something that you've been hearing a lot about since uh, I think Friday or Saturday. Something you're going to hear a lot more about. I'm not sure why we rushed through the uh, the alphabet, we got, you know, we knew Delta, we knew what alpha was, but now all of a sudden we're at Omicron and I don't know how far, why we got so deep into the, uh, Greek alphabet already, but cases of the Omicron virus, uh, variant of the coronavirus 
have popped up in countries on opposite ends of the world. And so now uh, countries are scrambling on what to do. You're already seeing some travel being limited uh, from South Africa specifically into the United States. So buying, trying to buy themselves a couple of weeks to figure out what to make of this Omicron uh, variant. If they jump all the way, you know, they're jumping deep into the Greek alphabet. Do they think that they're not going to need all of the letters of the Greek alphabet? They already don't. They already don't have as many as the English language. So if we're using them up unnecessarily, can we say that we'll eventually not need any? Are they going to recycle or how is that going to work? Because from what we've learned, there will be uh, variations of this going forward. It's just we'll be better equipped and, and better prepared on how to deal with them. And I think they get less, the idea is they become less contagious and less deadly because we have measures to protect ourselves against them. But COVID, uh, COVID was not, it was not brand new to the world. It just hadn't ever reached pandemic stage until, you know, in the late in, in 19 and into, uh, 20. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, just get prepared Omicron this and Omicron that, and you'll have to decide what you, uh, what you make of it. This will be a big week for our nation in Washington, DC, as it pertains to, a uh, decision that the, or at least an argument that the Supreme Court is going to hear on Wednesday. The Supreme Court is set up to take an all or nothing abortion fight this week. Both sides are telling the Supreme Court there's no middle ground in Wednesday's showdown over abortion. The justices can either reaffirm the constitutional right to or wipe it away altogether. So Roe v. Wade has been part of our nation's uh, law since 1973. And you've seen multiple attempts. You've you've seen um, groups around the country who have uh, slowly chiseled away at the the constitutional right afforded by Roe v. Wade. But this, for the first time in a long time, is a legitimate possibility that Roe could be overturned on Wednesday, uh, which will um, it will send uh, it'll have a huge impact on our, our on our nation. And depending upon where you are on this issue, you you probably are really entrenched on one side uh, or another. I would just remark that five years ago, I would have told you that we it is extremely unlikely that we would ever be in a position that Roe be overturned. I just didn't think it was. I didn't think our country, since we had been in the since we had had Roe v. Wade since 1973, I just never thought that our nation would get to the point where it would be in question. But thanks in part to the way that the Supreme Court was reseated through the Trump administration, it's at least going to be considered and then look for uh, look for a ruling in the coming uh, weeks and days. It says uh, uh, Sharif Girgis, a Notre Dame law professor who once served as a law clerk for Justice Alito, said there are no half measures here. It's either exactly as it is or there's none at all. And so um, I think a lot of people around the country are going to be watching to see what happens. But uh, I, you know, leg- conservative leadership in legislatures around the nation are really responsible for this because even me would see what they were doing in Frankfurt and going, well, that's never going to make a big difference because so long as the federal law is such as it is, it you know, sort of like you're you're trying to make an impact. If Roe is ever overturned, well, here it is. We're on the precipice of it potentially being overturned, and so eyes on uh, the Supreme Court on Wednesday. A driver who ran uh, ran over cardboard boxes escaped injury after the vehicle caught fire. Last night about 7.10, the Litchfield Fire Department responded to the 101 mile marker of the eastbound parkway to a Jeep Renegade that was on fire. Litchfield Fire Chief Tim Duval said a female driver from Paducah Said she ran over a couple of cardboard boxes and a few miles later noticed something strange, maybe sparks in her rearview mirror. She pulled over, exited the vehicle, and along with her two small dogs, the flames soon became visible and became very visible shortly after that. At the scene, firefighters uh, found a fully engulfed Jeep Renegade. Took them about 15 minutes to extinguish the fire. And looks like the boxes maybe got lodged against the, uh, the exhaust 
pipes, which ignited the fire. I had wondered earlier, so did, was there something metal in the boxes? Like you run over mm-hmm. a box and think, well, I hit a box. But if that, um, and that happens a lot, and you think, oh, that, that won't do anything. But if it gets in the right place where there's a source of heat, it certainly can, uh, can ignite. Yeah, it was, that's crazy photography. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, quite dramatic. A mobile home, something big happened in Caneyville. <laughs> on uh, on Friday, um, a traffic jam in in downtown Caneyville. You, you don't see those every day, do you? Don't see it every day. I mean, a lot of times, if you've got two or three cars in all directions waiting to go, they have to have somebody come through and flag it. Say, like, "Oh, it's your turn." And but uh, a mobile home being transported from Butler County became hung on a utility pole, struck a building there at the intersection. Friday afternoon, about 3.15, the sheriff's office, uh, Caneyville Fire, State Police, Kentucky Department of Transportation responded to the scene at the intersection of Highway 79 and Highway 62. They found an 80-foot mobile home being towed by a truck, had struck a utility pole as it was attempting to turn left onto Highway 62 from Highway 79. So I guess they had come in 79 from Butler County, then briefly out onto the combination of 185 and 79 to try and turn left and head west on US 62. So uh, it was lodged there for several hours while they figured out uh, what to do, but they were able to get it uh, untangled and uh, moved away from there. So Yeah, they just couldn't quite make the turn. Listen, if you ever get in that area <laughs> and you don't know the workarounds, mm-hmm. I, I know all the shortcuts. There at the intersection. So you might get to that intersection and say, oh, no, I'm stuck here for hours. I know I know all of the cut-throughs. So you just just tweet me and say, hey, I'm stuck in Caneyville. How, what do I do? I got you. No I got Folser Rough connections. I got Caneyville connections. <laughs> Big Clifty, all of them. Oh, yeah. Kentucky officials spent nearly – Christmas came early in Frankfurt last week. Kentucky officials spent nearly $1 million – to replace office furniture for hundreds of legislative staffers who work out of the state capitol and capitol annex in Frankfurt. (laughs) By the way, Sam, this Associated Press story has got one instance of Frankfurt spelt like the capital of Germany. Mm. It's F-U-R-T instead of F-O-R-T. Maybe they're changing that too. Maybe. Uh, Mike Wynn with the General Assembly's Legislative Research Commission says the purchase was necessary. He said, in short, we've reached a tipping point. Our furniture is more than a decade old. Really? (laughs) Furniture's got to be thrown out after a decade? We got some catching up to do around here. Uh, it said our I was say, you, you just made a comment about a decade-old chair right before we went <laughs> on air. That's right. And many items have suffered significant wear over the years. It's now cheaper to replace those items than repair them. Fifty executive desks were bought for nearly $1,350 each. I think they all came from White Plains. So. <laughs> If you're a true friends insider, then you would know. You get the reference. Mm-hmm. More than 290 bookcases were bought for $815 each, and 276 guest chairs were $339 each. No new furniture was purchased for lawmakers and their staffers. So this is LRC, the shared staff that the legislature has. So I'm sure they've earned it. Probably some of them more than others. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The Kentucky National Guard says about 150 soldiers are deploying to eastern Africa. A ceremony Saturday at the Lexington Airport honored members of the Somerset-based 149th Infantry Regiment as they entered federal active duty. The unit will deploy under the command of a task force from the Virginia Army National Guard and provide security around the Horn of Africa. So uh, thanks to their service and Godspeed to them as they travel around the globe in service of our nation. Friday evening, the University of Kentucky men's basketball team, uh, they didn't look great. They weren't at their best, but the number 10 Cats did wear down North Florida 86-52. to 52 They pulled away. Those last 10 minutes, their, they looked pretty good. Their fifth straight victory. It seemed like they were having fun as well, finally, in that last 10 minutes. Things kind of clicked. Uh, they made just six shots from long range. They did most of their scoring in transition. And the Wildcats forced 21 turnovers, scored 20 points off those miscues. And so they are ready to play tonight. Central Michigan. Central Michigan. Tony Barbie. The Chippewas. Yeah, you're yes. right. 
the Chippewas and come to another one of those not on TV Rupp Arena. Oh, is this this is a I get to watch it on my on your iPad. Okay. Or of course, I, listen to it on K one hundred five. Sure. Yeah. Well, I because I have SEC Network, then I can actually get it on my ESPN app. Yeah. On my TV, if I need to, but they've made it easy where I can watch other stuff. I can multi-screen and go, oh, see what's going on here. Like that the other night, I had that dilemma. Iron Bowl was still on at the time that the real football game started. So for a period of time, I had to dual screen. I, it. I didn't have that option. I'm not bragging. I was just I'm not trying to rub rub it in that uh, I did and you didn't. So no, <laughs> maybe just a little bit. I don't know if you heard, but they played for the Governor's Cup on Saturday. Um, Sam, you were at the game. I was. So it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun for those wearing blue. Oh yes, uh, and I went with a bunch of card fans. You did. So, you yes. went with card fans. Yes. Oh so wow. It was. Uh, it was it was fun. It was the uh, Will Levis show. Yes, uh, I I did really like the fact that entering the game, Malik, 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 and then Kentucky was determined to put their QB on uh, front and center. Will Levis scored four touchdowns as Kentucky routed Louisville fifty-two to twenty-one. Name Kentucky an underdog every game, please. <laughs> um, you know, when I told you this time last week when they said it as Louisville being a favorite, I thought, I I don't know if I buy that. But it even made me a little more nervous as the week went along. So um, what did you make of the game? Oh, they it was pure and utter domination. Mm-hmm. I mean, 52-21, it wasn't that close. Uh, it was not that close. Malik, Malik, Malik should have been thrown out of the game early on. He threw a punch. But, uh, he, it was also not Vito Tisdale's fault. He was dragging Vito Tisdale to the ground. Then you had the floppa the two, uh, the two <laughs> Cardinals. Yeah, synchronized fl- falling down, trying to draw flags. It was just... Uh, and see, I, had, I saw something out of the corner of my... Because when you're at the game, you, you pick up on other things, but you can't pick up on little things. Right. And, uh, I mean, there was, there were some extracurriculars in the stands, too. A couple fans on each side were thrown out. But uh, Cool. Yeah. All right. Because uh, it was funny because you could tell that at, there was the point in the game where it was a blowout. So there were the UFL fans that were trying to find something entertaining to keep them themselves <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. So you would see all of a sudden everyone's head turn where there would be two fans who were getting into it. Sure. Yeah. Well, it was loud. It was loud for the blue and white in there. You mm-hmm. could just tell that there was a lot of Kentucky fans there. Uh, do it, it did take a little luster off of the off of it post game when you learned that Scott Satterfield had just learned before the game that his dad had passed mm-hmm. and didn't. Which is terrible. It is terrible. Didn't announce it. I don't know the circumstances. He had been sick. He had been so mm-hmm. maybe it didn't come as a surprise, but. When you when you're the head of a program like that and you've prepared for something so big and so large, impacting so many people, and uh, you know television and that type of thing, you've uh, you've just got to stay in it and focus on it. But it did uh, it took some of the the joy and celebrating away, just knowing that's what he was dealing with. And then of course now the LSU and Oklahoma wrinkle: if you don't want your football coach to be lured away by other schools than have a losing football program, and they never will. That is that is so true. You didn't see people coming for Joker Phillips when he was the coach at UK. You will continue to see people coming for Mark Stoops. Give him what he wants. You can't argue with the success. He deserves it. If you want to be a legitimate contender in the SEC, don't change in your capital that you've built up now for perhaps some some something else. Uh don't mess with the success. If he wants an indoor facility that's football alone, give if, it to him. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, just uh, he brought in – by the way, he brought in the playbook that made the program successful. Like, he brought it in. He sold him, He sold himself to the athletic director and said, here's my plan. Here's how we'll become successful, and he's done it. Why would you consider anything else? And I'm not sure anything else is being considered, but – and in a lot of ways, too, money might not be a factor. I don't think money is the factor. No. But not money paid to the coach. Mm-hmm. Maybe recruiting budget needs to be increased, mm-hmm. and they need a new facility that's dedicated specifically. Once, once they get out of Nutter, 
then give Nutter to all the other sports. Let mm-hmm. all the others, and they'll enjoy it even more. So just simple as that. Uh, Western did not start off well on Saturday at uh, Huntington, but they finished well, and they won the Eastern crown of the Conference USA, and now they've earned a trip back to San Antonio on Friday where the Tops will face the uh, dominant, well, have been dominant so far, UTSA. Sam, who do you pick in the conference championship on Friday? i got to gotta ponder it a little bit more, but Roadrunners are coming off a loss. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. I haven't, haven't considered yet. The Bengals throttled the Steelers yesterday. <laughs> uh, Mixon ran for a career-high 165 yards. It got, uh, it got lopsided in a hurry, Sam, so I know you uh, enjoyed your Sunday afternoon. It was a great weekend for sports. Uh, for, for the Gormley fans, for the, no, those. No, for, for everyone that, that <laughs> enjoys sports. I mean, you know, WKU beats their rival, Marshall. Kentucky beats their rival, UofL. Bengals throttle the Steelers, which is beautiful. The Chargers now will host the Bengals no, Bengals host, Sunday. Bengals host the Chargers, but yes. Uh, the Bengals host yes, the Chargers yes, on yes. Sunday. That's right, at uh, Paul Brown Stadium. And then... Uh, Things have gone from uh, bad to worse in Jacksonville. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they've had their um, they've had their off off field issues with their coach. <laughs> They're uh, terrible uh, on the field, and now their mascot got stuck on a bungee cord <laughs> above the field yesterday. So I've seen this stadium is built almost exactly like Nissan Stadium is in Nashville, and I've seen T Rack come off of this lighting standard before at these games, and I've always wondered what would go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, we found out yesterday what happened with the uh, Jaguars mascots. Sam, how did they get him down? Do you know? I, I have no, Honestly, I didn't see this until this morning. Yeah. It was, ja- Jackson DeVille, I think is his name. Yeah. Yeah, the, the mascot just hanging there sadly. Like there's nothing worse just sitting there. Because he like, is. He looks so sad. Can somebody get me? Just hanging. <laughs> Maybe you end up watch on the, the game. Supposed to end up on the field. Nobody was watching the game. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, oh by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year. Today is Cyber Monday. I wouldn't expect huge discounts today among all other days because just like the Black Friday lines have been blurred, the Cyber Monday lines have been blurred and all that. So, But I'm sure there are a lot of sales and specials out there. So it is also cu- customer is wrong day. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Those who work retail know. I know you're supposed to say that the customer is always right, but that certainly is not the case. Today is Square Dance Day today, so do si and Alaman left to the corner and all that good stuff. And today is also Throw Out Your Leftovers Day. Oh, dear. You had a good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For some of us, we've been going strong since Wednesday. and been a long run. Now probably the time to <laughs> turn the corner if you're still holding on. Uh, how how was the turkey, Miss Buckles? Did you think the turkey was good? It was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it uh, seems well, to be. and we keep continuing to enjoy, so... Well, um, yeah, we're about out of our turkey. Okay. Or at least the turkey that I made. So. Well, I don't, I don't think I had any yesterday, so of the turkey. Uh, it is also Hanukkah is underway, and it's early. Uh, the Festival of Lights, eight days, takes place during the winter, oftentimes around the same time as Christmas, but not always. Uh, I had failed to remember that just like many... Jewish festivals were set before the Gregorian calendar. They alternate based upon certain sequences of events. So Hanukkah, which is defined as dedication in Hebrew, begins on the 25th of Kislev in the Hebrew calendar. In 2021, Hanukkah began at sundown on November 28th, continues until Monday, December 6th. Sometimes it doesn't start until late December. Mm -hmm. So. The Hebrew calendar matches up with the lunar cycle, so the dates of the Jewish holidays on the Gregorian calendar change from year to year, similar to the way that we observe Easter. Easter moves around on the calendar, as does Hanukkah. 
Sam, is your favorite Hanukkah song, uh, well, one, does Adam Sandler sing it? And your second favorite the Hanukkah dreidel song, song is Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. That's probably the first one. You like it better than the oh, Adam yes. Sandler song? Absolutely. Huh, that's showing your age a little bit. <laughs> you think Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler is some old guy. Uh, USPS, by the way, is announcing their deadlines for holiday shopping and letters to Santa. The United States Postal Service is letting shoppers know when they need to wrap up and ship out their holiday gifts this year to make sure packages arrive. By Christmas morning, deadlines vary depending upon shipping locations and services. But for children who wish to send their list to Santa, the deadline is December 10, no matter where in the U.S. they're mailed. The USPS also says it's busiest time of the holiday. Shipping season starts two weeks before Christmas. It's expected the customer traffic at all post office locations will steadily increase beginning the week of December 6. The week of December 13 through 18 is anticipated to be the busiest mailing shipping and delivery week of the season. They recommend the, the the following mailing and shipping deadlines for delivery by December 25. For USPS retail ground, you need to have it to them by December 15. If you are using Priority Mail Express, I think this is this is military service. That's December 16th. First class mail service, including greeting cards, which is the one that might impact the most people is December 17th. Same for first class packages, priority mail on December 18th and priority mail express December 23rd. So they'll actually, if there's priority mail express is still available until the 23rd, but I have a feeling <laughs> it's going to cost that you. convenience or procrastination comes at a premium. So we started our Christmas decorations over the weekend, and I feel like um, I haven't asked you privately, but so I'll ask you publicly. I feel like we made considerable progress over the weekend. Are you of a similar mindset? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm happy with what we were able to get done well, so far. Even when Anna came home yesterday, she's like, I'm surprised that you did all this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well... <laughs> I did notice there were we're sort of taking it in stages. Uh, the tree will be for the next couple of days, or maybe midweek, if not if not Wednesday, probably the weekend. Mm -hmm. But I did notice that the stockings got hung yesterday. And yes, there was yes. Mm -hmm. Did the stockings? Did the stockings smell funny? I didn't notice. Okay, good. That's that's good that you didn't notice because you have a lot of Christmas things. Tree skirts, stockings, crocheted things, and they never get laundered. Oh, yeah. So it makes you wonder over a period of time, depending upon where they're stored or what they're around. So I found how to wash holiday stockings and other fabric decorations. Because some of these are keepsakes. They're, they're either family heirlooms and they just they never get laundered but they might be picking up atmospheric smells. I mean, you use them for a month every year for the most part. Mm -hmm. So they're picking up the smells of your house. Or if you're the cooks and for then, your four months of every year. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I bet they have to replace theirs a lot more often <laughs> and clean theirs a lot more often because of the display time. Uh, velvet. Stockings made from velvet should be dry cleaned by a professional cleaner. Needlepoint. Needlepoint stockings are beautiful and took someone a very long time to create. Give them a good vacuuming with the upholstery brush. There's an upholstery brush? That's what that thing is. Yeah. It's yeah, the hours it sticks out the top on mm -hmm. the... Yep. Okay. Got it. Cross stitch. Usually done on fabric that can be hand washed. Be sure to test the threads for color fastness before proceeding. Felt stockings should also head to a dry cleaner. Knit or crochet. These stockings are the easiest to clean. Hand wash in lukewarm water with a gentle detergent, just like a sweater. Rinse well, never wring out, or the fabrics will stretch. Dry flat and reshape to correct the size. Wool woven stockings can be hand washed in water, or you can send them to the dry cleaners as well. And quilted stockings should be hand washed in cool water to prevent fading or color bleeding. Rinse well and dry flat. Don't you feel educated and empowered now? Just get the bottle of Febreze out and just well, squirt it down with some so Febreze and you're good. I'm pretty 
pretty sure that when we went like we when we put some of this stuff up last year, mm-hmm. I threw some dryer sheets in there. That's I noticed that right when I was opening totes, I thought that smells good in there, right? So it it seemed to do the Just trick. Do that. So, well, that's right. But some people didn't have. It's like planting bulbs in your landscape. Your tulip bulbs. You have to you have to think of Pre-plan. that in advance because you get to the spring and you say, "I wish I had planted bulbs back in the fall," and so this is now. You may be saying, "I wish I had placed dryer sheets in my totes." Here's maybe a workaround for that. Grocery store. Has anyone checked to see if there's even Febreze on shelves? I think I was in the store yesterday, and, and there was some you Febreze. You saw some Febreze? Yeah. Good. Because I think it was something that I should have gotten now that you're saying this, and I did not. <laughs> now there will probably be a run on it uh-huh. because you told people uh-huh. to get it. Grocery store shortages are comparable to 2020. While it's still unclear whether this variant will put a damper on holiday celebrations, some executives are preparing for U.S. consumers to have larger gatherings than they did late last year. For increased disruptions in global supply chains, labor shortages, and higher costs for shipping, supply chain issues have been persistent since the beginning of the pandemic. We have seen demand that is higher as well. Because of this, retailers are rethinking their strategy. Some are carrying fewer flavors or sizes, selling different brands, and gathering inventory when possible. I think this is completely of a uh, geographic makeup. I think there are portions of our country that are experiencing big supply shortage issues, but I don't think that our neck of the woods is necessarily one of them. Like you see, you see these horror stories about empty grocery shelves, and I'm not saying we don't have our share of empty shelves, but it's not. I I don't think it's happening to us at a level here in Kentucky that it might be happening to other people in more populous areas. The only areas. thing I've realized is the Dr. Pepper. Listen, I'm Listen, struggling is, with ginger it, ale. It has been a struggle. I mean, the past couple of times I've had, they haven't had any. And well, I've been frustrated. It, just, that's a problem. Listen, happy days are here again because I can attest. Yesterday, I found a V8 in the cooler at the convenience store for the first time in a long time. I haven't been able to buy V8 the way that I want to buy it because the last time we got that spicy and it's, ugh. but yesterday I found regular V8 in a cooler in a convenience store. And I thought this is a sign that did, did you buy all of, they got? No, I didn't want to hoard. I sit here and tell people not to hoard. I oh. bought one. I could have, I only wanted one at the moment. So I bought one. Have you looked at our Kroger list yet? No. Okay, so the way that you like the way that you like them, the smaller bottles yeah. is still not available. Yeah. But I've added a large bottle to the list. Listen, I know you don't want to have to pour it. That's not convenient and portable. But That's... I've added it, so you at least have some. Well, I survived to this point, so I guess I'm okay. But thanks for the consideration. You're welcome. I may take it out of the cart and put it back on the shelf, but I appreciate the, I appreciate the consideration. 75% of parents think holiday shopping is harder than an Olympic sport. I think you might be overthinking it because until you've trained for an Olympic sport, I don't think you really know how hard it is. But the hunt is on. It depends for, on which Olympic sport, right? I mean... <laughs> But they all require huge amounts of discipline. Yeah, yes, but to you know, to if you want to be the best. Well, where in are your you category. shopping? I think the the guys that sweep the sweep the ice during curling are probably not quite the same as Simone Biles. I mean, maybe the hunt is on for three and four parents who believe finding the right gift for their child during the holidays should qualify as an Olympic sport. Is it jingle all the way? That's kind of like that. With that turns Arnold, into a yeah, where they're fighting that, over there. Yeah, turns into a thing there. Yeah, seventy six percent agree that finding the perfect present is one of the most stressful parts of the holiday. I, we just as a society have way too many things, so I don't know that you're. It, I guess it depends on what. You consider to be the perfect gift. Yeah. I mean, if your child only asks for one thing, one thing only, and you can't find that, that would be stressful. Yeah, I can see that. But L- now, if your child like, asks for seven things, I mean, 
surely you can find a couple of those. What was the one thing, Sam and Jingle All the Way, they were It was wanting? an action figure, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you what kind of action figure, but it's an action figure. I lived through the real-life Jingle All the Way holiday. I lived through the Cabbage, cabbage Patch era. I also was a, a parent during the Tickle Me Elmo uh, oh. tickle, tickle Me Elmo of 1995. I don't know. We're just basing, just guessing. I, at aren't the they going to do a Jingle All the Way 2 featuring Dennis Cook with a He-Man toy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, Skeletor. The festive season is finally in full swing in Bristol, England. Turbo Man, that's who it was. And many people have already begun decking the halls and spreading Christmas cheer. Here's a mom in the United Kingdom who covered her entire home in wrapping paper. Carly Lockie started the unusual tradition two years ago when she grew tired of the beige walls in her three-bedroom home, so she decided to go for the full Christmas transformation on a budget. She bought Christmas paper by the roll and then put it on all of her walls in her home. I wonder if she did the exterior. On a budget? It says on a budget. I'm um, sorry. Wrapping paper is expensive. It I, is expensive. I got my little tiny Christmas tree a few years ago for like 10 bucks. Yeah. And that's all that's good. All right. So yeah. that's Christmas on a budget. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really Christmas on a budget. But if they like it, that's uh, fine with me. Family of Think five. Think of the there. cleanup. Yeah. Well, and do they fold it and try to, you know, hold on to it for next year? I don't know how they do it. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're on In the Know. When tater tots were introduced in 1959, they were unpopular because they were inexpensive and perceived to have no value, so they didn't sell. They raised the price on tater tots, and they started selling tremendously because people thought, oh, that's a good, that's a good value. When you think about the composition, it's not a natural shape. No. It's just hash browns that are made in barrels someplace mm. In some places, they're called potato barrels because tater tots is a licensed name. But it made me think that makes sense. People, you know, you raise the price a little bit and go, well, this has value. I, I do like tater tots, too. Oh, I love them. I decided there are some instances where tater tots, as a, as a French fry lover, I love French fries. But there are certain instances where the tater tot is the preferred choice. Say, Sloppy Joe is one of them. I mean, Sloppy it, Joe with tater tots. Much better than Sloppy Joe with French fries. There are fast food restaurants who has have really good tater tots. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And they so put some chili on there too, it, right? That see so, the, the tater tot almost might be better than the fry when it comes to putting chili on there. Remember for um, Super Bowl a couple of years ago, it was the tater tot casserole. So good. It had the cheese and the bacon and the sriracha mm-hmm. with the ranch. Mixed in so together. Good. And so, hmm, that yeah, was good. Well, I always prefer tater tots over fries, like yeah. every single time. Yeah. But I'm not a fry person. So. Um, now, I, are you ready to get your Cincinnati chili ready for your Super Bowl party? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, if that's what happens, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Um, although, I do have full editorial control and um, Big Ted's platter from Montgomery Inn. Um, or with some, at least some black raspberry chip ice cream on the side. Well, I mean, I could have chili and Big Ted's platter. I'm not. I don't have to pick one thing. Are you going to drive there and go grab it? Uh, no, but I'll have Montgomery and barbecue sauce. Well, you can now get it. Uh, w- what you were talking about last week, you can Gold now belly. get. Mm-hmm, yeah, you can get Montgomery in that way. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. So, I, yeah, I'm, I might consider it. Uh, I spent part of the, I guess Thursday evening. I I um, dove into the new Beatles docu series. I didn't realize it was as long as it was. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, there were 160 hours of footage that were shot that they had to sift through, and it's on the Disney Plus. And I started in on episode uh, part two, so they've got it broken down in days. I won't share with you the entire story in the docu series because part of the enjoyment from it is learning what they set out to do and the role that it played in in the Beatles. It does get. Uh, this is not a you know clear, concise sixty minutes. You find out everything you need to know about the Beatles. Get back. 
There's so much footage, and there's a lot of nuance that just private conversations that were being held by the Beatles 50 years ago at a time when they were at the end of their time together as a band, although we didn't necessarily know it, they also have painted that period in their life as being very contentious, and it wasn't very contentious. They were all strong-willed and had ideas on what their future should look like, but I just loved so much being able to watch their rehearsals And when film was rolling, but they were not entertaining, they were being professional musicians. And you would just, you would just hear these chords. You would, you would hear Paul McCartney just start to noodle in on something on his bass. And as soon as you hear it, he doesn't know what he's playing it. But as somebody who's heard the Beatles for 50 years, I go, yeah, I know what that turns into. You know, you can you can just hear these songs come to life, these Beatles classics, and the way that they the way that they evolved, like the first pass at them, and then they'd rearrange some lyrics and like uh, in episode in part two last night, they were really focusing in on the lyrics of Get Back. And they had them out of order. So like the way that they had them inverted, we're just sitting back going, nope. That's not the way that it goes. You know, it goes, Tojo was a man, you know, and and so it's really good. If you're a Beatles fan or if you're a musician, to see the way these things were created. Each episode's like two, two and a half hours, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes, exactly right. I think there's four ma- parts? maybe four parts is what it will be. But it it's, it's very involved. And the film crews had gone, there was one, there was one day when Paul and John... Uh, disappeared from the group and they thought they went to the cafeteria where they thought they were away from the cameras and prying eyes. But the documentary maker had planted a microphone in the centerpiece on the table and they caught it all. And so you got completely unguarded Paul and John talking about, you know, the, the tension that was developing between the two and how George was involved. And it's just, to me, it was fascinating. So there was only one table in the cafeteria? No, I mean, I think, how did they know? I think cafeteria is overstated. When I say cafeteria to you, you think big lunchroom at a school. Sure. The cafeteria here might've been no bigger than this room. But they knew where to plant the mine. Well, they just put it in the center of the table that Listen, everyone was likely can, to drift to. They can usually say, "Hey, you know, what about this table here?" You know, mm-hmm. or... they showed a picture of it. They showed a picture of what of the way that they did it, and it's it, it it is harder to hear them. You can tell they're not leaned into their microphone like I am. But they put the dialogue. There's closed captioning on the screen, so you can see what's uh, you know the conversation that's being held. It's just very comprehensive, and it's. Um, you better like the Beatles in order to, you know, in order to do it. But it, I just, uh, I enjoyed it tremendously. And it was just funny to see them as real people mm-hmm. because they weren't performing. Interesting. Yep. Uh, there's a, a new documentaries on Netflix that after you finished all the holiday movies, if you want to binge, uh, it's coming out on December 3rd, Money Heist from Tokyo to Berlin, Volume 2. Okay. Uh, also, Voir or Voir V O I R. If you love the movies that made us, this will be right up your alley. It's a six-part documentary series, and they are doing a collection of visual essays. The also on the family that sings together, the Carmagos, Puff, Wonders of the Reef, Stories of a Generation with Pope Francis, and Crime Scene: The Times Square Killer. New docu series on. Netflix. Netflix is over here going, we're still here. We're over here. We have content, even though you all are watching stuff other places. LeVar Burton is talking Jeopardy. In a recent interview, the 60-year-old star shared his thoughts about losing the hosting gig on the ABC trivia talk show. Even though fans were rallying for it, he said, I put myself out there and publicly stated that I wanted the Jeopardy job. He said, when I didn't get the job, there was a lot of unnecessary concern that I was devastated when, in fact, I wasn't. I was disappointed, but I wasn't devastated. Well, he's got a new gig, doesn't he? Isn't he hosting 
like Trivial Pursuit or something? Yep. He, uh, yeah, he took, when he got passed on Jeopardy, somebody else went and said, we think you'd be fine at our show. So he got, uh, he got the job. It's also a little bit easier to not be sour grapes when you've got enough, you got your own show that you're out promoting. Mm-hmm. So not like uh, LeVar Burton, you know, is a failure or anything by that stretch of the imagination. So got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. I guess singing carols right outside Point to ponder for today. You have one year, no, you have one hour to spend $10,000 in one store. Oh gosh. Like physically go in? Yeah, you have. Does Amazon count? One hour, nope. You have one hour to spend $10,000 in one store. We had this We had this question not long ago. I was pondering it, and Miss Buckles, you had a very good answer to it. I remember specifically what your answer was. Mm-hmm. You said future designs. Oh, well, <laughs> then there's that. Well, that so true, right yeah. now, I, like the first thing that came to mind was Pottery Barn. So I think it's in the same vein. <laughs> it is in the same vein, right. And you want to go to the White Plains location without a doubt. Yes. Uh, got it. Probably uh, Best Buy or, you know, a, or one of the, you know, targets, those Something heavy on tech is what you're saying. Well, yeah, but if I'm telling you you can't do it at Amazon, you want a uh-huh. place with lots of tech. Uh huh. Well, because yeah. I mean, if I got ten grand to spend, I mean, I, get, get myself a get that... myself a drone. You know, I I don't necessarily would never buy or ask for one. But if you give me ten thousand dollars that I have to spend, I'm not sure that I'd be against it. Huh. I figured the first thing was going to be like a 14 inch iPad Pro. See, I don't. I have an iPad, and I don't use it you as don't much. Use it much? No. Okay. You would? Would you replace your MacBook? Uh, I guess if I had ten thousand dollars, I I would. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's knock on wood, still works. And works good. It has to be a store, right? If anything, I'd get an iMac. Okay. Well, for my but, desk. but yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, so it has not to be like a, a store. physician's office. <laughs> anything mm, of that nature? I don't know. I mean, that could be a store, I suppose. Uh, on ABC tonight, the CMA Country Christmas. On NBC, that's my jam, and on Lifetime, welcome to the Christmas family reunion. You have a family reunion at Christmas. You're just begging for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought most extended family gatherings are, you know, reunions anyway. And I did hear that. So the football team plays the Seahawks tonight, and at halftime, I think they're going to be doing a piece on Chris Oates. Oh, really? Uh, you know, I saw him tweet about that the other mm-hmm. day. I think that he was going to get featured. So Because Jamin Davis plays for the football team. Right, 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 right. Good. Uh, where are the cats going bowling? Tampa or? Or Orlando. Orlando or one Tampa. Of, one of those two. Uh, it'll be nice, though, if, if you can make the trip down there. It'll be a nice, I mean, a lot better than Nashville. Uh I um, already looked at it the other day. Did looked, you? At least looked at the date, wondering, like, would this work? Both but, New Year's Day, right? Yes. I got a trip there between now and then, though. I don't think I can extend it that long, so not sure. Today's highlight in history, this date in 01, George Harrison, former Beatle, died in Los Angeles after a long battle with cancer. He was 58. In 1961, Enos the Chimp was launched from Cape Canaveral aboard Mercury Atlas V. In 1972, the coin-operated video arcade game Pong, created by Atari, made its debut at a uh, arcade in Sunnyvale, California. It's actually in a tavern that became an arcade. Birthdays today, Vin Scully is 94. Boy, he's the gold standard of uh, Major League Baseball broadcasters. He's he got that signature signature voice. Uh, Diane Ladd is 86 today. Chuck Mangione is 81. How long did Vin Scully, 60 years or 70 years? It was, it was some unbelievable. There. Yeah, because Marty uh, didn't come close to it. Howie Mandel is 66. Don Cheadle is 57. Jonathan, 66? Howie Mandel? Howie Mandel is 66. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Knight is 53, one of the new kids on the block. And Mariano Rivera is 52 today. Gone but not forgotten. John Harvard in 1607, Louisa May Alcott in 1832, C.S. Lewis in 1898. Wow. Chadwick Boseman in 1976. So, Louisa May Alcott and C.S. Lewis? 
Yeah. Two, On the same? Two, two icons. They shared wow. a birthday. They shared a birthday, That's but impressive. not a birth date. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, or is that is that backward? Yeah. They weren't born the same year. Let's go to chart toppers from 1961. Let's see if we can fire up 1961 and go to the Marvelettes with Please, Mr. Postman. We're going to be relying upon Please, Mr. and Mrs. Postman a lot over the next uh, weeks. Well, I mean, by the way, I just postman, you know, our mail carrier is pretty much we're almost going to have to put her on their website. She's in here so much. I and by the way, apologies, because our kids wanted a couple of things. Our two biggest kids wanted a couple of things. We got an extra big kid this year. Remember back in September? Oh, yeah. We got Mm -hmm. an extra kid. And uh, so anyway, the two of them are setting up house. do, Do they not? Go together? Do not count no, as one? No, I've no, I figured, but it's but it's anyway, a companion gift. They want something specific, together. and it's large though. And I think, uh-huh. like, I don't know how that's coming, but my apologies in advance. Like a, like a fridge? Not that big. No, okay. it's not quite that big. Just say, who's gonna have to wrap that? <laughs> that's what's being sent. Her initials are M K. <laughs> <laughs> Smokey Robinson and the Miracles of Tears of a Clown, number one in 1970. There are enough things delivered here, Sam. I think we need a loading dock. Yeah. We've got the one door on the side there. Maybe we can we can turn that in. It's no longer the smoking porch, so yeah, it could be used for the Sticks and Babe, number one in 1979. 1988, U2, Desire. 1997, Elton John, Something About the Way You Look Tonight. My Love, Justin Timberlake in 06. And Tennessee Whiskey, Chris Stapleton, number one, six years ago today. There you go. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Ben Franklin said, a good conscience is a continual Christmas. A good conscience is a continual Christmas. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know. I'll introduce you. See you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.